You're listening to the best barbecue show, and I'm your host, Yoni Levin. This week, we talk to the better half of Styles and Switch, Catherine Styles, aka Barbecue Wife, the creator of not one but two amazing mixers. I'm holding her Bloody Mary mix right now, and her margarita mix is actually in my fridge. She's done marketing for decades through radio and events and has put all her skills into Style Switch Barbecue as well as her Barbecue Wife Company. If you haven't tried her products, they're awesome. If you like Bloody Marys, if you like margaritas, about the best mix around. Fresh, delicious. She's just a cool cat. I, I had the unique chance of sitting down and having lunch with her after as well. A lot of these guys are busy and they throw a platter at me after we do an interview and they got to get back to work, but... She was nice enough to set aside some time to talk to me off the mic as well. She does mentorship and helps small businesses all over Austin uh, because she's a badass. And I am happy to have a chance to speak with her. So enjoy this wide-ranging conversation with the barbecue wife, Catherine Stiles. I'm here at Stiles Switch. Catherine Stiles, the barbecue wife. How's your day going? It's going good. And uh, you said you were out delivering some products to some special events today? Yes, we've got this uh, magical thing that comes through Austin for 10 days every year called South by Southwest, and um, I get asked to do a lot of events with the Bloody Mary mix and the margarita mix, so the ones we are doing, I'm actually out hand delivering, so part of the job. Special kind of fun, that South by Southwest. It is a special kind of fun. (laughs) So for people that don't live in Austin or have not experienced it, how would you describe it from your perspective? It's all hell breaks loose for 10 days. It's basically what it is. It's, yeah, hurry up and keep up. Um, yeah, you kind of, you power through it and it's it's over before you know it. But it's, uh, it's a really neat thing that descends upon Austin. There's so many different industries and people and worlds colliding all at the same time. So there's a lot of opportunity for businesses, um, especially being in Austin as a spotlight, I mean, all over the world for that week. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but we have a good time. Yeah, I feel like everyone's got kind of their own little hustle around it. You know, yeah. you, you've got your business. There's barbecue guys doing different caterings. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people who have been catering the same party for 20 years. Yes. And it's it's crazy to see the whole city change for 10 days. You know, it's split up. It, it we get kind of a warm up now because there's film and interactive and there's kind of just nerdy, nice people. Mm-hmm. But then music descends upon the city and everything just turns to chaos. And yes. I'm actually leaving that Saturday morning to go to Houston. To get I don't out of here. Yeah. The music is a different, is definitely, it's funny being in the restaurant business and you can kind of see the, uh, the crowds change as the segments change. So we kick it off with you know, EDU, which is even before the real interactive and that portion starts. But you see a lot of the corporate people coming through and then you can kind of see as the film and the music changes and the crowds change and you know this year's a little bit different because spring break uh for austin is actually not coinciding with the for ut yeah for ut and for austin aisd so traditionally um i have two little girls so usually our spring break collides with south by southwest which is hard for us because we're working and trying to see what we can do for spring break which isn't a lot um this year it actually falls the week after so It'll be you're gonna more, have like 14 days of fun. I am. I'm going to Disneyland on spring break. So really? yeah, that'll be okay. Well, so <laughs> fun break. You get to go vacation. I right do after. for the first time. I get to do a spring break with my girls, so I'm excited. That's their that that's your first one. Uh, yeah, uh, like real spring break. Usually, spring break consists of grandparents like helping us out and you know shuffling them around, and they're still little, so they really don't know what spring break is. So that's cool though sure. that you've created a business that's. You can walk away from for a week and you know everything's good. We'll see. I don't know if we really can. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a test. <laughs> well, do you think as a, as a business owner and as someone who kind of creates their own brand that you are always just kind of going for it? Even, on? Even, even on vacation? Yes. Um, I would say 20, 24 hours a day where, yeah, something is going on. So I always laugh 
especially being in the craft barbecue business and what we do, there's 24 hours a day, six days a week, somebody manning the pits and something going on inside yeah. our, our brick and mortar location. So, you know, Shane can't turn his phone off at night. So you hear it, you know, beeping and things going on. And yeah, it's a, it's a 24 hour a day business. So, but you know, I think we love what we do. So it, it doesn't feel like, you know, you're being um, bombarded all the time. It's just, it's part of what we do every day. And tell us a little history about kind of where you started. Was it something you wanted to do with the barbecue business? Was it kind of your own idea or, or how did you kind of get here? Yeah. Um, so it's funny. It, it kind of came about in a couple different ways. So, uh, you know, when we opened Style Switch almost uh, a little over seven years ago, as we got down the road, um, looking at, you know, other ways of branding outside of the business, um, I was like, you know, barbecue sauce is a really hard product line to to go after because it's such a oversaturated market. If you're getting it into retail, into grocery, really hard to make, you know, any money. A lot of people do it as a branding tool to be on that shelf. Um, but I always had a Bloody Mary mix recipe that I made for friends and family at home. And I started talking to Shane about it. I was like, wouldn't it be really interesting if I could play around with the barbecue sauce that we use? Because it's a mop sauce, what we call in Central Texas. So it's more like a almost Bloody Mary consistency. It's very uh, tomato-based, very thin, not overly sweet. Um, so for about a year and a half, I played around with my Bloody Mary mix and the barbecue sauce and kind of married them together. And at that point, I kind of was like, wow, this is a really interesting product. Um, and being a woman in barbecue, I started noticing more and more of these like amazing women that I meet in barbecue, but they weren't really at the forefront of the stories of barbecue. Um, traditionally, you know, family-owned restaurants, and they were kind of in the background. So I was like, wouldn't it be really interesting if I could create this female brand and give it a voice and still maintain this, this foot in barbecue and tell the story of both? So that's where we came up with the name Barbecue Wife. Um, I'm a barbecue wife, so I always try to tell that story and, and lead with, you know, I'm a woman in barbecue. There's so many other amazing women in barbecue. Let me tell you more about that. Um, and then I also have this great line of products that's all inspired by Texas craft barbecue. So we kind of take everything that we do in craft barbecue and take it over to a space in craft cocktail mis mixers that hasn't really been disrupted yet. Um, so that's kind of the whole thing around that. Well, and the the women in barbecue, for maybe on the outwardly, you know, through social media, people just see a bunch of guys in the pits. Yeah. But there's a lot of women that work in pit rooms. Yes. Uh, your sausage maker at the Switch yes. is a very talented woman. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, we've got Tootsie, who is just this hardworking yes. machine. and Most, most well-known, yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, and, and they're, you know... Jess Pryles and a bunch of other people. So I feel like the barbecue world, that women are landing really well in the barbecue world. There isn't a lot of pushback when Jess Pryles shows up and talks about meat, when you serve your drinks, when you have a new product. Like there's not a lot of like, oh, what's this lady doing here, you know? Yeah, no, not at all. I think it's a very inviting uh, community. I don't, I don't feel like that's part of the issue ever. Um, but it is very, very male-dominated as far as, you know, the spotlight's always on the pit master. Um, more predominantly, it's it's a male world in the pit room. So having the ability to shine the spotlight on some other women and things that they contribute to, you know, the family business or outside of the restaurant side of the barbecue world is a lot of fun. So we started doing that a couple years ago, doing this Tales of a Barbecue Wife, which I partnered with uh, Wyatt McSpadden, who's a really well-known Texas barbecue. I think we're sitting under a lot of his yes, photos. photographer, and he's a, a dear friend of ours and... Um, I said, hey, you know, I'm one of the things that's hard with my schedule is I am a mom of two little girls, so I don't get to travel too much too often outside of Austin. Um, so Wyatt is always on the road, always traveling, and he works in barbecue, doing a lot of the photo shoots for Texas yeah. Monthly and his books. I said, can you be my eyes if there's some women that I want to interview and I can do the interview, you know, obviously over the phone or over email, if you could take their portrait and then we can marry those worlds together. So that's what we started doing. Um, and one of the first ones we did was um, with Evie Mays with Mallory. Mallory's awesome. Yes. And she was so sweet to do our first one out in Lubbock. And um, then we did Stacy Franklin here in Austin and just kind of keep them going down the road. So I try to pick a different city, a different angle every time and different perspective. 
Um, but what we do, we actually tell the interview from the point of um, who the person is. It's not all about barbecue. She's not going to talk about the barbecue right. business, but more about, let me tell you and introduce you to this person you might not know about. And why do you think that, I mean, obviously it's taking off. Do you feel like it's the story? Do you feel like people just want to hear more about the people in barbecue or? I think both. I mean, people are just intrigued by the barbecue um, business as a whole. So I think that it's interesting to open one more door into uh, that world, into you know maybe your favorite barbecue joint, you didn't know this piece of that that story. So that's really fun to tell. And then I think there's you know um, just women in general, women in business, and and how do people juggle it all? You know I get that question asked all the time. It's like you're a mom, you have restaurants, and now you've started this side business. How do you manage to juggle all of that? And I, I find that I get a lot of emails from other women that are what. Like, wow, that's really inspiring that you've found a way to make this all work and kind of set the limits and the boundaries on how you're going to make it happen. Well, and the, the story, I think, uh, I got really inspired as I was creating the show to say, people would say, oh, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes interviews, that's all people want. Yeah. And that was all kind of, now I realize, just kind of BS statistics and people trying to hack the system. Yes. And... Now, after talking to everyone who listens, people want to hear the story. They'll listen for two hours if it's a good story. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's there's so many great stories to tell and from all walks of life. And um, I've had a lot of fun with that piece is, is introducing people to other people that they might not have known in this whole barbecue journey that, that I've been in. So, Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been planning some events to throw for just barbecue industry people because I realized that a lot of people don't get to really meet each other. Yeah, that's that's a hard thing. You know, for us, um, we're closed on Mondays. That's our one day that the, the restaurant's actually closed. But traditionally, that's one of the busier days of the week for us right. as far as catching up on the computer, getting orders in, doing all of those things. But You're closed on Mondays. We're closed, meaning that, yeah, we cannot be here. But yeah, we're, we're working seven days a week, it seems like, most of the time. Well, and with two kids, it's a challenge. It is. You have to, like I said, you have to know your boundaries, and it's taken me. I'm 41. I've had some big careers in my past, and I think I've finally, at this point in my life, learned how to set boundaries and say no. And, you know, at 5 o'clock, I cut off, you know, 90% of the time, and nice. I'm not on social media, and I'm not, you know, answering emails and being present with my family and trying to pay attention to those needs. How many requests do you think you got for South By that you had to say no to? Oh, at least 10, 15 that I say no to every year. I, I traditionally do the same same ones that I've done over the last, I would say, three or four years. I do Rachel Ray's party. She invites me to come in and awesome. do the Feedback House, which is the, the private lounge that she I've hosts. heard about it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And they have, you know, most of the Food Network people come in and, and I've made some really great connections there. Um, I'm doing the Gibson Guitar Private Lounge this nice. year for 10 days, which is a good one. Um, and then I do a lot with Yeti. Um, they've been really great to me in, in helping to further yeah, my... Yeah, Leanne's got a cool job. Yeah, she does. She does. And, and they're really great about supporting local and trying to connect the dots with um, things that work with their brand as well. So. Well, and almost everything you just mentioned was all women-based, too. It is. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, I try to, I try to stay in that space. And then um, I'm doing a mentorship through South by Southwest. They reached out to me last year about coming down and doing a mentorship. So people sign up for time slots to come and actually pick my brain. And I give them a bunch of random information and facts <laughs> that are stored in my head. So hopefully it's helpful. Well, and I've, I've been to events like that. And don't you feel like sometimes people, you're just sitting there and you're like, you don't even know which questions to ask. Like, yeah, I, I feel like you have to you have to know what questions to ask them. Just you know, it's like talking to children. You know, if you ask the right questions, you can get them to talk, and then they might realize like, oh, yes, I need to know more about that. So, um, I, I love doing that. You know, in the past, I've had some pretty big careers. My career started in PR and media in the radio industry. So. I did that for 10 years before uh, getting into health food. I was part of a health food startup um, and then getting into barbecue. So I have all this knowledge base with these careers that I've kind of carried over as I've done other things in my life. So Was that radio in Austin? Or? Radio in Houston. So um, right out of college, I worked in radio for 10 years. I was with CBS, and then I was with iHeartMedia, which was Clear oh, cool. Channel at the time. Um, but yeah, it, it's been a fun journey and path that I've been on and been able to kind of weave all these careers and past knowledge into what I do now. So, 
And did you, were you producing or what were you doing? No, at the I radio was station? on the event marketing side. So, you know, large scale music events and all okay, that Okay, so you were throwing parties. Yeah, we were throwing a lot of parties. Okay, so that, that all makes sense. <laughs> did you guys throw a great party yeah. here too? We're in your banquet room. Yes, we do. Style Switch. It's yeah. beautiful. Yes, and I turn into a concert promoter for one week of a year. We have a big music showcase that we do. This is our fifth year running at Style Switch. So next week on Wednesday, we have five days 45 bands that come through here in five days. They play in here or where? They play outside. So we do oh, um, right. the patio outside. area. We kick off the music at noon every day, and it goes through closing. So it's a free showcase, and it's it's grown into this really huge thing. So we've, we get people that come just from, you know, the neighborhood area here in Brentwood that come from downtown that are in town. So we've had, you know... Questlove came a couple of years ago. That's We've awesome. had Dave Grohl. Um, he loves barbecue. Yeah, he's been in here quite a bit. Um, and have, then, you, have you seen what he's been doing in barbecue? Yes, I have. Yeah, we've been following. He's a huge barbecue fan. So, yeah. I, I ran into him maybe a dozen times at Memphis in May. It was crazy. Yeah. And every, every shop he went to, they'd give him a shirt. So uh -huh. he was wearing like, you know, All say the like Corey or Steve or whatever. <laughs> he's a very kind man. He's so awesome. He's very cool. And, and he was stuffing his face everywhere. I saw like he? he couldn't get enough. <laughs> it was great. But yeah, we get some fun, you know, that's part of the magic of being in Austin. You know, everybody talks about all the wonderful things that happen in Austin, but it really is a magical place for, for weeks like South by that happen. Well, don't you feel like it, the city, like everyone's afraid to leave their house because they know that downtown there's this madness. So yes. if there's something, if it's a walk, if it's a short drive, people are more likely, they want to get out of the house, but they don't necessarily want to dive into the pandemonium. So yes. it's a great alternative for people like, well, I want to go see some music. Oh, Style Switch has yes. great music. And those musicians are in town, so they're totally down to do big stuff, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, no, and we've had lots of guest musicians that have popped up around and, and hopped up on stage with people, and it turns into this fun little scene. So, yeah, and we've made it free, so we say, you know, if you want to bring kids by, it's fine, you yeah. know, and hang out, eat some barbecue. Well, unfortunately, South by Southwest has decided to kind of crack down on these unofficial events. Yes. So that's kind of ruined a lot of this stuff, but luckily you guys are not official or unofficial. You're just yeah, doing your own just, thing. Yeah, we do our own thing. So we, we kind of are off the beaten path, and it's been really fun for us to be able to give, you know, something fun back to the community around Brentwood and this area, Crestview, Allendale, um, that really love to come out and enjoy it and kind of made like a big festival out of it. Do you have some regulars or people you've known since the beginning that are here all the time oh, in the neighborhood? Oh, yeah. I mean, every every week we've had some of the same people that have, you know, stopped in and, and eaten with us and bring the family and bring friends in. So, yeah, it's, it's a crazy little place. And it, it's funny, you know, with me doing um, Barbecue Wife, you know, I'm in about four, almost 500 retail stores in Texas. So a lot of times I'm out doing demos and in different stores, which a demo is basically a sampling event yeah. or a meet and greet that you go out to a store. But yours are a little cooler than just like that little table people set up. I try to make them a little more cooler. Um, but yeah, it's fun to go in and actually talk to people. I love talking to people and meeting people. And one of the fun things about my product line is, you know, people are like, barbecue wife, what is this barbecue sauce? And I'm like, no, let me tell you, you know, my husband and I own Style Switch Barbecue here in Austin. And they're like, what? I've never heard of this. What are you talking about? So... I always laugh with uh, my husband with Shane and say, you know, if this doesn't work out, I'm like your biggest marketer out there. So you're getting something out of it. <laughs> well, and I think the last time I saw you uh, working was at Snow's. Was that, that might've been a year ago. Oh yeah. We were up there for their one year anniversary. Yeah. They were really sweet. Carrie reached out and said, Hey, why don't you come up here and do uh, margaritas or Bloody Marys? And well, yeah, and we you instantly turn, usually it's like this chill, you know, breezy country morning. It turned into a party as soon as <laughs> you showed up. It was great. It a party when you bring vodka. It's funny how that works. <laughs> well, not only that, but there was music and, uh, you know, it was the anniversary. So people were excited, but it was just like, it was just cool to have, to have you there and to kind of, spice up the line a little bit because sometimes yeah. people are just sitting around and they all make friends but it was like everyone was best friends by the end of that yeah yeah well and I find too you know like you, you have to interject yourself into uh, people when they're standing in those lines if you can go by I mean and say hello how are you doing and it, it just it changes the energy it changes the mood and what all's going on so what was one of the first events you threw or when you first decided oh I'm going to make you know, Bloody Mary mix or margarita you know, mix? Um, actually, the first one, which was, you know, I, I'm, I'm always like, ah, I'm not sure if I want to do this back and forth when I first started doing the Bloody Mary. And um, I knew I came up with a really 
great product and a, a really great package. Uh, my package design I thought was really unique. Um, so we rolled it out at actually Austin Food and Wine Festival. We've been doing that event with Style Switch for, you know, the last five years it's a fancy now, one. I guess. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So Shane and Lance were like, bring bring your stuff out. We're putting, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do it. And Shane grabbed a box of it and put it, you know, up on our table at Style Switch. And immediately everybody was stopping and picking it up and asking questions. And I had a bunch of, you know, local media that stopped by and were like, what is this? So that was kind of the launch pad for Barbecue Wife was Austin Food and Wine Fest. And now I'm out there every year hey, on, on my own. Yeah. yeah. And it's a lot of fun. So we'll be back again in, in April and now we have the margarita mix that we just launched um, at the end of last year. So we'll be out there doing margaritas one day with uh, tequila 512. And then I do nice. uh, Tito's and uh, Bloody Mary's on Sunday. So that's a lot of fun. So did you, you know, how, how long was it from, and you came up with this idea to, did you get the, did you kind of team up with Tito's first? Did you start distributing first? Um, dis distribution's tricky. So no, I mean, uh, distributors don't want to take you on until they know that you're going to make money for them, that right. you're going to sell product. And Makes sense. So, you know, it was a lot of hustling and I, I feel like you have to swallow your pride a little bit if you're anybody, you know, doing that game because you do, you have to get out and sell yourself in to these retailers and why do they want to take a chance on you? And in the beverage business, especially there's a million Bloody Mary mixes. There's a million margarita there. Why are you different? Why do but, we need to buy But it's a small yours? section. So you really have to work it. it. It's hard to get that shelf space. And, um, anybody ever going into it's CPG is the industry consumer packaged goods. If you're ever looking to go into that industry, I always say, please come talk to me first. Cause I can tell you a lot of pitfalls to probably stay away from, but yeah, it's one thing to get on that shelf the hard thing is to stay on the shelf and that's what I tell people like you can sell yourself in but if you're not turning bottles if you're not you know selling product you're coming off that shelf and they don't give you a second chance so um, one of the first uh, retailers bigger retail chains that I got into was actually locally owned twin liquors and they've oh, been really? amazing to me and their headquarters is actually just down the street from style switch so one day I cold called them I was like I know I knew the buyer for my category and I go, you know what, I'm just going to go over there. So I literally walked into the corporate office, and I went to the receptionist desk, and nobody was there. So I rang the bell, and this gentleman comes out, and I was like, hi, I'm looking for so-and-so. And he goes, well, that's me. And I go, whoa, that's amazing. What a coincidence. Yes. I go, I'm Catherine Stiles. I said, my husband and I own Style Switch over here. And he's like, yeah, we're in there all the time. And I said, well, I have this amazing Bloody Mary mix, and I feel like you need to have it in Twin Liquors. And... He goes, well, you know, we're not taking on any new products, and that's a really flooded category, and yada, 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 but I'll take it from you, and I'll give you some feedback. So he called me the next day. He goes, okay, we all tried it. We all love it. We want to bring you in. So it, just like that, and it was surely going, you know what? What the hell? What do I have to lose? I'm going to walk in there and see what happens, and somehow the stars aligned. So, you know, you have to have that humility factor, I think, in, in yeah. doing anything you're doing in that, in that space, so... Uh, you go in hard, but be friendly when you do it. Yeah, you do. You just like, what do you have to lose at that point? I mean, you've spent all this time and effort in making something. You might as well try to get it out there. And so from there, did you start teaming up with Tito's? Did they connect you with those guys? Um, I kind of did that on my own. So I think my background being in, in marketing and PR and doing things, I, I understand the, the value of partnerships and collaborations For sure. and synergy and, and, I try to align myself with obviously very organically with products that I'm a fan of. Um, and being in Austin, we're in just this wonderful environment of, of makers and in the food space and the beverage space and just about every space. So there's also this really cool, you know, six degrees of separation is what I call it in Austin, where you can still pick up the phone like it's a small town Austin 20, 30 years ago yeah. and get a hold of the CEO of Whole Foods or whoever. And, um, I use that, you know, a lot as I would call friends of friends that knew people and say, hey, let's let's try to do something. So, yeah, Tito's was one that uh, right out of the gate was really nice to me. And um, obviously some of these guys have much larger marketing budgets than I do. So a lot of times they'll bring me along and piggyback into like ACL Fest. They've been really nice every year to invite me to come out with Tito's and do their lounge, which, you know, that's like a twenty thousand dollar sponsorship I couldn't afford to do. So, nice. Yeah. Well, and do you feel like I've noticed that 
everyone I've known, you know, I've been here for a decade and the people who are here before me even, everyone's kind of grown up with the city. So the person that you knew that was just doing events for something now work, has a barbecue spot, now has their own line. Like everyone's trying to keep up with the growth of Austin and the locals, it seems like, are creating their own brands rather than just working for someone. You know, South by an ACL is they're staffed almost entirely with different locals who yes. if you know the right person you know they're one they're one beer away from having yes, a conversation absolutely and it's such a it's such an inviting and welcoming community too so I, I feel like people genuinely want to help you and want to see you succeed you rarely come across people that are you know not inviting in Austin it's a great city well and and that kind of translates to the barbecue world too there's really not a lot of bad blood floating around the barbecue world and everyone loves to see each other succeed. No, I think you see that inside families, but you don't see it cross lines of, you know, barbecue joint against barbecue joint. I think, you know, I always, it's funny because I work with a lot of different um, industries and do interviews with um, people outside of the barbecue world that are constantly asking me what's so magical about barbecue. And I was like, it's just such an amazing community that's so supportive. I was like, the best way to describe it is like the Texas football community, like everybody has their favorite teams and their favorite maybe restaurants and pitmasters they rally around, but they love the sport of barbecue, you know, as a whole. So I think that's always something that's a lot of fun to see. Well, and people are pretty happy when they get good food. And they get good food, yeah. And people who work hard tend to just enjoy each other's. I, I, I mentioned this to a friend who he's just kind of, been in a bad mood lately and i said you just need to like go to the gym or like yeah. go work get because out. when you're working hard you don't have time to be mad about all this little stuff that people get mad about you know yes you I, can definitely get bogged down with the day-to-day of all your little worries but yeah but when you're working hard you you don't think about it because you, you got something else to get to and there's no time for anger or frustration between those two things absolutely you're like i got the kids now i gotta <laughs> you know i do you do you reach a certain point with your product? So did it reach a point where now lots of people are trying to get at it or are you still kind of fighting to stay on the shelf? No, um, we are at a, a really a fun time right now where I am and uh, we're about to do some hiring um, because cool. it's kind of outgrown what I can do on a day-to-day basis by myself and with the people that do help me now. Awesome. Um, which is great. And that's a really awesome thing to be able to create jobs and and do it in this space where I'm like this is so fun are you sure this is a real job I don't know but yeah I'll pay you to do it um so that's been a lot of fun just to be able to kind of grow as a business um but no now we you know we did this really amazing contest last year with HEB um we won um finalists in the request for the best contest so It's a really neat contest, and I always I strongly encourage anyone in the food space, especially in Texas, if they have a product or an idea, they could be, you know, just a little ways down the road. But if you feel like you've got something really special, submit it to the contest and see where it takes you. Because um, with us making the top 25 finalists, they had a little over 720 applicants wow. last year, so we made it to the top 25, which guaranteed us going into the stores and. Now they've done this huge ad campaign around us that just launched uh, about a week ago. So if you go into most of the HEBs in Texas right now, you'll see see my face on the aisle, which is really weird. Yeah, but, I saw um, some uh, shots on your Instagram about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My kids think it's really neat. They're like, Mommy. Um, but yeah, it, they've been amazing to me. So with that, with you know the added you know exposure and advertising that they've given me, I'm getting a lot of people at doing outreach from outside of the state of Texas going, hey, we'd really like to carry your product. So... They're all like growing pain problems that you have to figure out logistically you can handle. And uh, Is it production or are there weird laws to cross state lines? Or? No, uh, mainly it's just a production and logistical standpoint. So doing what I do, like we were talking about earlier, getting on a shelf and staying on a shelf are two different things. So if I go outside of Texas, I need to make sure that I've got um, the marketing and demo teams in place. Having a brand ambassador in a marketplace, because if I'm not telling that story, you know, why is somebody going to pick that up? And I don't have huge, you know, ad budgets to be advertising in all of these markets through TV, print, radio, traditional media. 
So I really have to rely on, you know, more of the organic approach to throwing getting parties. my throwing parties, getting my story out there through other avenues. So, um, but most of my customers, you know, those have been my advocates on the ground. So I get people, you know, all the time that reach out and say, Hey, we took you to this party and, you know, introduced you to so-and-so. So it's Do they bring like a cardboard cutout? And yeah. I need, I need to send those out. Don't I like the st- flat Stanley that they get in school. <laughs> Well, you need like a U for everyone to bring to the party. That would be fun. Like hold with like a something that can hold a real yeah. bottle. <laughs> well, the barbecue wife brand has a much better social life than I do. I wish I could say that I drink vodka and martinis and margaritas every day, but I do not. <laughs> do you see, you know, you're creating jobs, you're you're building this huge brand. Do you see yourself in some of these people and some of these ambassadors and the people you see the next, you know, uh, maybe they'll create their own thing. Maybe they'll just grow huge with what you're doing, but in their own way. Yeah, I do. You know, like I said earlier with the mentorship that I'm doing for South by, I really get a lot of joy in in teaching and, and sharing knowledge and information. And if I can help people to, you know, get to a place that they're trying to get to. That's something that I take a lot of pride in. So, um, yeah, I, I always try to employ people that are interested in the space that I'm in, whether it be barbecue, whether it be, you know, the beverage space or just entrepreneurship, being a woman in business in general and, and try to, you know, educate and pay it forward as much as I can. Do you, you have all these products, uh, do you see, like, are there places, you know, Texans just like to drink in general, yeah. but do you see where you might change a product for a different state or a different market, or are you kind of just keeping it flat along everything? Yeah, no, for the most part, I try to make really simple cocktails um, with the cocktail line, and then we have some other products that are in the works, too, that kind of stem off of that, but it, yeah, we've got some some interesting, fun products that we're playing with uh, this year and some different collaborations. Um, I don't know where I'm going to find the time to do all of this, but I'll somehow figure <laughs> it out. finding it. Yeah, like... just keep, keep on keeping on. Um, but yeah, I, I like innovating. I, my favorite part about this business is I'm, I'm very creative minded. If you know me, um, I love to create the product. I love to tell the story. I love to figure out how to make something work. Um, and that's the piece I really enjoy. What I don't enjoy is the business side of dealing with distributors and, and keeping up with that. So in a, in a perfect world at some point, I'll be able to maybe let that piece go and have somebody that enjoys it, do it. Have you had to kind of step back? Have you you know, taking what I'm guessing, you know, was a smaller batch to this huge level. Did you have to kind of adjust your recipes and see how things translate? Because you're making a lot now. Yes. As you, as you increase production, I mean, we still make it in small batches. So I do about a 300 gallon run at a time, um, which doesn't seem small, but we kind of do them 300 gallons at a time. So that way we can keep consistency with each batch that we make. Um, but yeah, as you're, as you're, it's a science project. It's really fascinating. But as you're growing your batches, things will be off. And you put exactly the same ratios of ingredients into a batch. So for instance, when we first started doing it, um, my, I found out real quick that the pepper sauce that we make, that we put in the Bloody Mary mix, as it sits, it marinates and heats up over time. So like the very first batch of Bloody Mary mix I ever made after a month, it was like exponentially so much hotter than really? when we first came out. So I had to do a lot of tweaking in that regard and had to dial things back. And it's an interesting process when you start playing around with ingredients and food and, and beverage and that. Do you have some old bottles that are just crazy spicy? I do. I, I had a spicy uh, blend that I did for a while. I would do it during the holiday season because I would find a lot of people that were like, oh, I like it to be a little bit spicier. But then I found real quick it was it was getting really hard just to keep two different sets. So what I do now is I just recommend like, hey, use your favorite, you know, hot sauce that you like to yeah. doctor it up with. Cause that's traditionally what people do anyway with Bloody Marys is they'll go back and add things that they like to add. So, um, I work a lot with the yellow bird hot sauce group. They're good friends. And yeah. They, they send me a ton of sauce. I yeah, use their sauce all the yeah, time. Yeah. George and Aaron, they're really great. And they kind of started a little bit before I did in this journey and um, we have a group called ATX Makers that it's kind of a like little startup group that um, awesome. George actually was the first person that put it all together because there's all these amazing makers in Austin and we're all kind of running blind. So we all put <laughs> it together and, and kind of swap stories and figured out things as we went. Well, don't you think the idea of masterminding and getting around similar people just kind of elevates everybody? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's one of the things with this ATX makers group that I found real quickly. It was, you know, you had a lot of uh, food makers in a room sitting and some of them were doing exactly the same product or, or a little different variation, but you would 
sit back and watch and they all wanted to help, you know, and it wasn't a competition. It was how can we make each other better and make this group better as a whole versus, um, you know, fighting against each other or competing against each other too much. Well, I'm guessing a lot of the products, I mean, like Yellowbird doesn't really compete with you and I'm right. guessing some of the other people ha don't have similar products. So. Right. And they're all, you find your niche, you know, you find where, where you play really, really well. Like I really enjoy what I do um, because I play in the non-alcoholic space, but I deal with alcohol. So I don't have to follow all the TBC rules and regulations that you would have to if That's I had, nice. yes, if I had alcohol in my mixer. So I can play in grocery, I can play in liquor, and I also play in this space called uh, specialty gifting. So um, I do a big partnership with the uh, girls in Round Top, the Junk Gypsy girls that are um, really, really awesome, and they do a whole gifting thing in their store, and we do Bloody Marys and margaritas up there. So. Do you put them in special packaging or something? Or? No, no, not at all. It's the same packaging. But what we found with um, developing the package and the brand and the bottle, it's a really pretty bottle. Yeah. Um, so it jumps off the shelf. So people buy it for gifts. And they, they and the psychology is a lot different, too, when people are buying, buying gifts. They'll look at it and go, oh, that's a $12 gift. I'll buy 10 of them versus this is sitting on a grocery shelf. Why is that mixer $2 and why is yours $12? Right. So, yeah, it's fun to all those segments but bloody mary mix especially is one of those places where when you when you spend the extra money you're getting there's some crappy bloody there's mary mix some out there crappy mixers in general yeah so what we do essentially is you know we say we make junk free craft cocktail mixers and that's really what we do so we take better ingredients we take your favorite cocktail but we're using better ingredients and we're making it in a better way so, um, but yeah, you can go in the grocery aisle. I mean, I sit next to a bunch of them that I, I was looking at one the other day, actually, it was a margarita mix and it's two ninety nine on the shelf and I turned it around and it's like every bad ingredient that you can not pronounce <laughs> half of them. And yeah. then, but they had real big and branding on their bottle, BPA free bottle. And I'm like, why don't you just give me the, the chemical laden bottle? Cause it doesn't really matter what you're drinking inside. So yeah, it's, it's funny, the psychology of how people still think about food and, you know, where you are as, as far as your audience goes, how they're going to interpret what you're doing. So I always tell people, read your label. Do you, so do you have trouble with preserving or uh, once it's bottled, it's good and you just refrigerate yeah, it after? Yeah, so we heat process. So we are um, shelf stable for a year. Um, once you open it, you have about 30 days refrigerated because we don't add a bunch of preservatives or additives to it. So, and I'm um, guessing it says that on the bottle. It says that on the bottle. Yeah, and everything, I mean, you can read our, our labels really clean. Everything in there you can pronounce. It's all real food. Um, our margarita mix is really awesome because it's three ingredients. So we use fresh lime juice, nothing from concentrate. And then we take local honey from Good Flow Honey here in Austin. We actually nice. smoke it on the smokers here at Style Switch. So, like in the combs or what? Um, no, we put it in big uh, sheet pans. So we smoke it for about 48 to 78 hours. Um, and cool. what that does, it mellows the flavor down. So it's not going to be overly smoky. It's not going to be like a smoky cocktail. It just kind of makes it less floral because honey can be really floral sometimes. Right. So it tastes like an agave, but it's the best organic sweetener that you can possibly use. Um, and then we blend it with a little filtered water and that's about it. Why don't you bottle that by itself? That sounds amazing. Yeah, I know. Well, we've had a lot of people that are like, can you just bottle the, the smoked honey? So it's something we, we were thinking about doing maybe for the holiday time and doing another Probably have a product, high price point with all that work. Yeah, it is. It's very labor intensive to do it. But, um, but we like it and we think the product came out really great. And yeah, it's really low in sugar. How do you feel about, I was just at uh, a steak cook-off that was also kind of a small barbecue competition. Mm -hmm. And they had a, a Bloody Mary category yes and i saw whole meals <laughs> yes. placed upon these glasses and you know burgers and crabs and crustaceans and shrimp and do you do you have like a uh, besides putting your mix in it do you have a preferred do you like having a bunch of stuff in the bloody mary so we, we do some uh, we do a lot of smoked meat garnishes when i go out and you nice. know that was actually one of the first ways i got a lot of people to stop and try my product when i was doing demos in stores i would take a uh, sausage from style switch and i would do like a little sausage on my sample and everybody would stop because they would see the sausage and then i was like oh it's bloody mary mix and that's how I kind of got people to stop and take notice versus just doing the straight thing. But I traditionally am more minimalist when it comes to garnishes, but we do some really interesting ones. I've taken um, 
olives and stuffed them with brisket. That's something people really enjoy. Wow. It's very labor intensive. So unless you've got a bunch of free kid labor, don't do it. Um, I do uh, smoked sausage skewers with cheese and the olive and the traditional thing. And then we've done things where we'll do like a pork rib in there, like a swizzle stick and, and dunk that in. Um, but I've also, uh, Christopher McGee, who's yeah. put master out at the switch and he's extremely talented. He um, helps me a lot with some of the more elaborate smoked meat garnishes. Like I really have a good time getting with him and going, hey, we're gonna do Austin Food and Wine Fest. He always comes out and helps me with some of the uh, more exotic garnishes. We've done um, we've done pork belly burn-in pieces that we've done for garnishes with um, some of the stuffed ha- uh, jalapenos. Um, what else is, we've done pickled sausage, which is really, really interesting. So I'll actually take the smoked sausage and then pickle it. So it's still a pickled garnish, but you get that barbecue piece that's on there too. So. Um, we'll come up with something fun at Austin Food and Wine Festival. Well, and Christopher McGee is known for kind of being a, a stickler and making everything, you know, he is. just right. He is. He's an amazing, amazingly talented pit master, and I'm I'm so happy to have him on board out of the switch and watch what he does because he's he's somebody to watch. That whole place is just really entertaining. I mean, I don't. I know you probably do pit tours, but I end up spending an hour or two in the pit rooms when I'm there. And, you know, even just watching Ian slice, he's got Mm -hmm. always got a great attitude and he's just super talented. And you know that someone's paying attention to the food that goes out. It's not just getting sliced by someone and thrown on a a platter. Yeah. And Ian, um, Ian's a style switch alum. Like he's been, he was at style switch for a very long time. And then we, we opened the switch and had an opportunity out there. He's now out there managing and, um, he's been a cutter for years here at Style Switch and a manager here at Style Switch. So he's having a, a really good time being out in that space. Do you feel like having two restaurants allows you to, you know, it's, it, it, it's not only a good place to kind of take someone who there might not be room to give them as much responsibility here to put them there, Absolutely. but also maybe change the scenery too? Absolutely. You know, there's, um, when you have so many people that, you know, have their own ambitions too and, um, it's nice to have opportunities to give them because um, you do, you hit a certain point where you can only employ so many people right. in so many positions and, you know, further along that um, career path. So um, I think Shane and I both, Shane is, is a great uh, coach and mentor and, and really enjoys and thrives in that space of, of um, seeing what people's talents are and helping them develop and put them in the right places. Um, I think that's kind of a testament to what you've seen here at both Style Switch and at the Switch with the talent that's not only behind the pit, but also in the kitchen and in the management teams in both both locations. Did you, uh, when you when you made the Switch, uh, people might not know this, but it, it's more than just a barbecue restaurant. It's got this awesome bar. Yes. It's got table service if you want it. It's got uh, a bunch of cool menu items beyond just the barbecue stuff. Was that kind of a collaboration or did you go out there knowing that or did you kind of change it as you got feedback? Yeah, we knew, um, you know, with the switch, we wanted to make it its own identity. And we, like you said before, we had all these amazingly talented people, Bill Dumas, Christopher McGee that went out that way. um, And then Marco Oglesby that we brought on board. He's awesome. Style switch before he made the switch over there. Yeah. There, there's just so many. And Ashley, you got Ashley with them too. Yes. Yes. And Ashley, it's a, it's a, it's a team deal out there. So, um, we knew we had a, all these amazingly talented people, um, and the concept in itself, having the bar, having that hill country setting, we wanted to make it a destination where you could go and hang out and actually spend time versus, you know, styles, which is really the Texas meat market, more traditional style. You go through the line, you get your meal, you set, you're going to have a couple beers and, and eat your meal, but you're not going to hang out for two hours at a time, usually eating and going. Um, So that gave us an opportunity to take it to a different place. Um, So you'll find, you know, the great Texas, Central Texas barbecue that you find at Style Switch with a a little bit of a different experience with the bar and then having some of the um, Cajun dishes that we do out there as well and some more of the sandwiches, some more of the salads and and things that cater to a bigger audience. The trays and the display, like it's just, it's a really, it's a well done thing. It's not just extra menu items it's a really it's yeah it's an experience out there and i mean i spent the last time i was there i probably spent two hours with bill at the bar yes because he had just gotten off i had good timing (laughs) and it's just a it's a great group of people you know you've got some some young kids working you know the hostess and waiting tables and they're all they've got great energy you know yes You, you guys 
I'm sure it took some practice, but it seems like you guys pick some really great people for, at, at all different levels to just give people a great experience. Yes, and that's and that's the business you're in is is creating an experience for that customer. You know more so than the barbecue business. It's you know how you make people feel when they sit down, the environment that they're sitting in. All of that comes into play to make the food taste better. So yeah. you know you re- you definitely have to focus on that when you're trying to get people to stay and and have a good time and bring their family and bring their friends and tell people about the place. So. Well, it's like we were talking about the salt lick earlier, you know, people go out there for the experience almost more than the food. Yeah. It's hard to replicate that, that setting in the hill country. And um, when you, when you were, cause I know you guys got uh, to, to do the switch early. Were you thinking about just making a big stone pit in the middle of the room? That <laughs> yeah, I don't think that ever, I don't ever think that crossed our mind, but I will say we live in a different world than we lived in when we opened style switch just seven years ago, where you do have to be conscious of like this whole Instagrammable world and right. people want to take pictures. And you know, if you're going to, if you're going to cater to that, you know, think about all those little details before you, before you do them. Do you have kind of like a, Instagram training or you tell when people are making plates or doing things you kind of tell them like hey make sure that this is good for taking pictures no I mean I think you know for the most part um you know I think everybody takes a sense of pride in doing it regardless like they they do when they're plating the food or you know making sure that they're they're doing quality control and what they're putting out there yeah. so you, you give them an inherent sense of quality, so you don't really need to like make the distinction. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and you can, and that's the funny thing is that people want to be quick to judge when they when they see pictures online now of like, oh, that looks horrible, and whether or not it's horrible or not, who, who knows? But yeah. Well, I always feel honored because I I really never started this show for anything to but to just tell the stories and to show people how awesome and deep barbecue is. Mm-hmm. But one of the other things that I, I've seen is. I mean, maybe I haven't been there to witness it for myself yet, but I've been at places where I'm with other pitmasters, and they're like, "Oh crap, that's this guy. Make sure that one looks good because he's definitely going to take a picture of yeah, it." You know? Yeah. And you see, kind of a manager, you see someone kind of slip in over there, like, "No, no, no take that piece off. <laughs> and do take this." That, yeah, yeah. No, there's definitely you know that 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 goes on for sure when you see people coming in. And. So you, you know, are, are you guys serving, are you testing out any drinks or mixes or anything at the bar out at the Switch? Well, they use um, uh, my margarita mix and they use my Bloody Mary mix. So anytime you go out and get a margarita or a Bloody Mary, it's going to be with the barbecue wife mixer. So, which that's a whole other animal itself. I had to uh, figure out how to gauge demand on. So we do big one gallon jugs at a time for restaurants. So keeping up with how much product they go through is an ever-changing Oh, so thing. there's like a wholesale market, too, that you're There is doing. a wholesale market. So it's, it's a tricky one in the Bloody Mary and the Margarita world because so many um, restaurants and bars, especially in Austin, they want to, you know, make their own, which is great. Um, so my space really is more in the retail space than anything, but I do play in the restaurant and bar space as well, and that's been a really big uh, test to keep up with. But you, you make such a good product that you're probably doing as good or better than anything they can make in-house anyways, right? Yes, yeah. No, we make everything fresh. So it, it actually can take some of the labor out of out of the equation if, if you use our mixers. But, you know, there's still such a stigma with mixers in general that you have to kind of educate people to get over because traditionally people are like, oh, mixers, we don't want to use a mixer. So um, that was something really fun with the margarita mix, developing that is that it took me a long time because I knew, like, we're a huge make-our-own-margaritas-at-home yeah. family. Shane and I are always, you know, let's get the limes out and let's squeeze them and do the whole thing. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool if we could do this and make it just as good and bottle it? And it took me a while to figure it out, but we did. And I think we've got a pretty good one. But Is that hard when you go into a restaurant to, like, basically tell them yours is as good or better than yeah, theirs? Yeah, yeah. People take a lot of pride, especially in Texas and I think even more so in Austin. Like, I would say margarita might be the national drink of Austin. Um, so yeah, telling them that like this, this coming out of the bottle is just as good. I promise. Try it. So do you do, uh, do you have different levels? Like I know some people use margarita mix for almost like a, a martini Mm -hmm. style, you know, like the, the stronger margarita where it's like more tequila and less. Yes. Yeah. You definitely can mix your ratios differently. So we do like, um, like the ranch water, which, you know, you do the topo and the, and the margarita mix and the, uh, we do all of these drinks out at the switch. We actually do, um, on the rocks, we've got a Mexican martini. We do the ATX, we call it the skinny water. 
um, which is the topped with Waterloo. We use local Waterloo. Oh, nice. Um, so that's a fun drink we do. And we just got a frozen machine out there a couple weeks ago. So we actually just revamped our uh, margarita listing out there. We added a ton of margaritas. We do one that's frozen, a traditional frozen topped with a big red. So we do a big red soda, which Crazy. if you're a fan of big red, that might be for you. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I'm not, but yeah, I can see how someone could like and then that. We're doing a uh, strawberry. We do a fresh strawberry puree. We have uh, in fuego, which is the jalapeno in, infused tequila. Wow. And then we did the jalapenos in with the mix. Um, we've got a pineapple that's really great. We actually smoke the pineapples and then we turn it down into a puree and we add that into the, the margarita too. So I've been noticing, you know, it's crawfish season now. I've been noticing yes. a lot of people putting pineapple into their crawfish boils. Yes. Which I is like tried a that. sweet, spicy thing. Huh, that's interesting. So that's interesting that you you put the pineapple with the spicy yeah. at the bar too. Yeah, that's been a really awesome drink. It actually was one of our first oh, cocktails, the I pineapple had one of those. smash. Yep, yeah, the pineapple smash. So the pineapple smash, we use the um, smoked pineapple and we actually puree it down and then we use white rum, coconut rum, and then fresh lime juice, and that's the pineapple smash. Um, yeah, I had a couple of those. Uh, <laughs> They're good. Yeah, like someone else was driving. That's why. Yes, yes. That's that's the tricky thing when you live in Austin and driving to Dripping Springs. You need a chauffeur, so um, that's one of the things that I'm still working on. <laughs> well, I uh, I sell real estate during the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we discussed this, but uh, I've moved now three clients to Dripping, so uh, nice. I now have a, a few places to crash. Hopefully, to crash. You have some <laughs> I'm friends out there yes. drinking too much. I know. That's, but, uh, that's it, the tricky part. It's really, you know, it, it may not look it now because it, it, it you know, the, there's an area you guys put in the switch, but there's a ton of development happening and there's a ton that yeah. hasn't even been started. Yes. So you guys kind of, you, you, you beat the gun there a little bit. Yeah, we're on the early side of it. So yeah, I think, you know, it's just going to continue to grow. And it was, it was kind of the similar situation with uh, Style Switch when we opened here on North Lamar. I mean, it was still a ways away for all this development yeah. that has now caught up. And when we signed the lease on this place, we knew it was going to be about a five-year stretch for everything to catch up to where we are now. And now you see it looks like old South Lamar, you know, yeah. 10 years ago. So now it's all coming up north. Um, same with out there. I think we're kind of in one of the first, you know, areas that's really going to be a big boom with maybe more corporate development out there. and. Yeah. more housing, so more retail. Space. There's a lot of space and it's a really neat community because you get that that convergence from um, Driftwood, Dripping Springs into Belterra where we are, which is still considered Austin, yeah. um, outskirts of You're Austin. You're right on the border, basically. We're right on the border and it's all just kind of coming together. So well, and is it's a that, lot of fun. There's a ton of new homes right across the street from y'all. Is that all finished being developed or are they still going? They're still developing that space. So yeah, I think so we've got... Um, new customers every day. New customers, yeah. New customers, new people. And yeah, we're, we're doing a lot of uh, educating on barbecue out that way too because we're finding we've got a lot of people that aren't as savvy as Texas barbecue or maybe not grew up in Texas yeah. and don't know the difference between craft style barbecue and some of the other barbecue places. So. Well, and, and you're going into an area that hasn't changed in decades. So yes. you also have that kind of hump of, hey, we're the new guys, but you know we're here to be real. We're not just like right. McDonald's rolling yes. into your town. Yes. Yeah. And there and there's a lot of that going on out there, too. You know, you've got obviously the eyeballs of the corporate America more chain that actually do spend a lot of money on research on where yeah. to be and where to go. The Chick-fil-A just opened out there, which is probably the biggest news. Um, I think they've got an IHOP opening out there. So there's definitely, but you got this, you got this space that is, it's a Torchies. There's a Pius, which is, Pius. I think that's the only location, right? No? Yes. Pius moved their, uh, their other location to where they are now. Ace hardware is yes. locally owned and Breed they're and huge. Co. Yep. They're, they're super, uh, they just love barbecue. A lot of these, whether it's Big Green Egg or Traeger or whoever, yes. they throw a ton of events just based on, you know, the, the home cook, the backyard cook. Yes. Uh, I, I'm forgetting the others, but I mean, it's almost all local or locally owned businesses over there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, they do a good job. Uh, you know, Endeavor Group is the group um, that did like the Domain North side, and they do a really good job of um, mixing local with some of the bigger spaces too, because you'll see like there's a Gold's Gym. Right, Gold's Gym. That's yeah, the one I was that's thinking out that's there, big. But um, yeah, we're, we're really um, happy to, to be in that community and, and kind of get more ingrained. So Shane and I both have spent a lot of time out there meeting you know, people that live out there and understanding a little bit more about, you know, that community versus where we are here because it's so night and day. We're really, you know, more suburban out there than anything. So you're going to throw some like barbecue wife parties at the switch. 
Um, yeah, we're actually, we're working on some fun things. We've got some uh, barbecue wife um, lunches and brunches that we're going to be doing awesome. that are going to be... Uh, People love brunch. Yeah, and we want to do some things that might outreach to some of the female followers and do like a, you know, ladies who barbecue lunch kind of event. Amazing. So yeah, it'll be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to hosting some of those things. Well, and people don't realize how many women are in barbecue because, you know, if you look at, I can pull up my Instagram and show you, it's like 82% men and all that. So it's still, it gets a lot of attention of men, but there's a ton of women doing it. And it's great to see anything that's pulling them out of the woodwork and just kind of showing because there's, there's so many women enthusiasts that just, they might be shy because it's more male dominated or whatever. It's a great to, to give them their own space and to lead that kind of shine a, you know, a light on that platform of like, cause we see them all the time, I mean, whether they're getting drug with their husbands or their boyfriends out or, or not. But, um, yeah, it, it's fun to be able to introduce them to this cuisine and this culture and the community that's around it. Cause it's so much fun. Well, and Brenda, uh, wife of John Brotherton, mm-hmm. uh, was kind of on me the other day. We, we ran into each other at Roland smoke barbecue and she's like, where's the women's story? Where's this? And <laughs> it was funny because I had just interviewed Michael and Asanet from uh, Hayes County. Yes. And I was already kind of bugging you about doing yeah. this. So I'm like, you just wait. Yeah, no, I'm glad you did. It's, it's, it's fun to tell the story. And, you know, I try to use my platform to shine a light on all the women in barbecue and, and not um, really focus on myself too much, but really try to go like, go check out these places and, and meet some of these interesting women that are doing some really amazing things. Well, don't you think that's the right thing to do when you when you go bit you know you've become this big name barbecue wife is a is a real thing now that it's it's really it's great because now you have the platform to blow up whoever you want hey check it this is. person out and you can really show them you, you can really show them support and attention very easily Absolutely. well i've had so many amazing people that have been so kind to me and in, in my little journey and and really kind of stair-stepped me to the next place every time where I was heading. And if I can pay that for it in any way, I, I'm so happy and thankful to do it. Well, so, uh, you know, I'm wearing this hashtag meat man shirt, yes. make hashtag meat woman shirt. I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm slowly shying away until I come up with some, some better tags uh, to make it the most inclusive. But our fans are people that work in restaurants, people that are home cooking. Maybe they're making a, you know, a barbecue wife, Margarita or Bloody Mary right now listening. Uh, what's your, what's your, uh, what's your message to the enthusiasts that people that, you know, whether it's a a woman who's trying to come up in, in the, the male dominated barbecue or just, you know, someone who's an enthusiast who loves the, the mixes you make, the food you all serve, uh, you know, what's, what's your, your message to the people that are trying to catch up with you I think you know uh, having fun in that space you know reach out to people and and I think you'll find in this community especially like you can message somebody on Instagram or where and I I answer every time somebody sends me a message it's it's I'm got a million things going on in the day just like everybody else does but anytime somebody takes the time to actually reach out to me I find that so flattering that they do that I really do whether it takes me a day to do it I always message them back and if I can offer advice or, or steer them in, in whatever direction or question that they might have. I had a guy actually, um, I'm doing this mentorship on Monday with South by Southwest and yeah. he messaged me on Instagram and he was like, I would, I want to come to this, um, this deal you're doing, which you have to have a badge to be able to, to go down, which isn't the cheapest thing to do right. with South by Southwest anymore. Um, but he said, my wife and I are actually opening a barbecue trailer right by circuit of the Americas this weekend. And I'd really love to pick your brain about, you know, the barbecue industry and Austin in general. And I was like, Absolutely. So um, I just, you know, feel like you need to keep yourself open and out there. And if you can uh, pay it forward and answer people's questions and help them out and just say hello, even if that's, you know, all they really are wanting you to do, um, why not? Well, and it sounds like you know how to build a network. It sounds like your phone probably has a, a plethora of people that you can that can help you get things done that you would love to promote you know, their thing, it, it sounds like you're someone who connects with people rather than just doing your own thing and kind of plugging your ears. Yeah, I, I try to, you know, I, I'm not one of those people that likes to ask too much for help. Um, for I sure. Think that's probably my biggest downfall is I feel like I can do it all and that might be the mom and me coming out or I can do it, pile it on. Um, but you do, you have to stop and ask for help. And, you know, there's a lot of things I don't know that I didn't know going into this business I'm in that I had to stop and really try to figure out. So ask for help and so 
just one last question. You you said you went from radio to health food to here. Uh-huh. Did you uh was it a hard transition? Did you did you think barbecue might be an unhealthy choice at first? <laughs> no, so I was uh I was one of the uh founding members of a company called MyFit Foods. So yeah, I, I worked into this uh I handled media and PR for for that company as a whole. That was kind of my role. So at the height of the company we had a hundred locations in five states and I was doing... Uh, There's a few in Austin. Yeah, a lot. And I was doing uh, PR and media between three different time zones. And um, after I had my second child, that's when I kind of backed out of that role because it just kind of overwhelmed me and right. my work-life balance. But yeah, it's been a journey. And I've kind of taken pieces of everything that I've done and kind of carried over into where I am now. So That's badass. Yeah, I got into barbecue because, you know, Shane Stiles, my husband, grew up in this town called Taylor, Texas. And it's uh, it's, it's a, a, way good barbecue of, town. a way of life for him. And uh, Lance Kirkpatrick and the whole business that it was built around, this is what got me into it. So, so are you going to start making like a style switch, you know, like little pre-made meals like they have at all the MyFit foods? Yeah, that would be cool. You know what's funny right now with the keto like whole craze, I can't even tell you how many times a day we see, you know, hashtag with style switch or out at the switch people eating barbecue and that's yeah. their diet is doing the barbecue diet. So we'll, we'll see how that turns out for them in the next year. I don't know <laughs> if I recommend that one, but. Hey, you know. <laughs> Moderation is good for everything. Moderation is good for everything, yes. Well, thank you, Catherine. Thank you. It was great to have the barbecue wife on the show, and uh, the fans are going to love this one, so <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hey, they come in and meet man. Y'all to see me eat man. Hit on the meat man. Y'all to see me eat man. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I was born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle green or showing the hell that like a meat. I'm the meat man. Y'all ought to see me eat, man. Woo!